Well, we made it to the final episode of Stick to Football. I, I kind of appreciate the fact that this wasn't like the Derek Jeter final season where like, you know, at every stop along the way, they give you a gift basket and you have to take those awkward photos. So I am appreciative of that fact that it was kind of a, a swift ending to stick to football. If you missed the show Tuesday, you're probably like, what? What is happening? Or if you've not been on Twitter, uh, you're probably very confused. But uh, to reiterate the news that came out Tuesday morning, when my contract expires, uh, in at the end of the season, basically, I'll be leaving Bleacher Report to do something new, kind of new, kind of not. We'll get into that. Mellow, Connor, boys, uh, the only thing that I would change about today is that we don't have beers and that we're not doing the show together. Yeah, it, it would have been nice to be able to get together, but obviously a lot of people are going through that uh, where it would be nice to get together, uh, but they're not able to. But I'm just glad that we could get to this point with Stick to Football and be like, hey, we're really sorry the show is not going to continue. And it wasn't just after six months and Bleacher Report was like, you know what, fuck it, don't let these guys have a show anymore. Turn it <laughs> off, turn it off, cut the feed, it's not good, it's bad. So we made it this far, uh, so I'm excited that that happened. Yeah, it's a great way to look at it, right, is that you know, we made it this far. The other day I was sitting in my head like how long we've been doing this show. And it's like the first episode, I believe, was April 2017. Yeah. And it's like you, you almost forget. And until last summer, <laughs> which it was not well received, we had never stopped doing the show. Like it's just you got an episode usually on Christmas or you right. got an episode right. on whenever we would go on vacation we on and take rain. our equipment. Yeah. Yeah. You guys brought your equipment. I, you know, when I went overseas you guys did the show when you guys couldn't do a show i would do a show um it was just always that way so it's and you know it is it is sad that we don't get to sit and do this together because i don't know if all the stickies know this because you know not everybody was from day one most people didn't even know this was happening this show started out <laughs> in literally matt's kitchen in joplin missouri i went out there uh for the first time and, and us three were all together that weekend, and we were trying to figure out how to get Mitch Trubisky on the phone <laughs> and do a show. And right. it's funny, I, you know, maybe I'm just an idiot. I could not find it anywhere on the internet when I tried this week because I wanted to go back and see what it sounded like uh, to see how awful I was. I, can't I know it sounded I, bad. <laughs> it had to sound bad. We We were using... We weren't, I don't even think we were using mics. I think we were recording out of a laptop and a lot has changed. It's just very cool to see, and we'll talk about this a lot, but it is truly cool to see something grow from almost nothing um, to being something very, very special. Yeah, I think for me, I'll reminisce a little bit. I wanted to do a podcast for a really long time, really long, because you know, like you saw, saw it working, right? And I would be, hey, I want to do a podcast. And they, no, no, we really need your time elsewhere. And it's just like, hey, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. So then Sims and Lefko go rogue and start a podcast. And I was like, well, I mean, if they did it, I'm going to do it. And so I just kind of let people at Bleach Report know. It's like, hey, I'm going to do this. And they're like, well, wait, like, if you're going to do it anyway, let's make it good. Like, let's, we will support it. Let's make it good. And it came time for me to sign a new contract. It was like, I'm not signing a new contract unless I get to do a podcast. So that happened in February. And then uh, the week before the draft, we launched Stick to Football. Terrible time to launch a, a draft <laughs> podcast true. of all to all times to do it then. 
And it's, I think a lot of people who've listened since day one know now, the name was always tongue-in-cheek because Bleacher Report really didn't have interest in a I don't, I don't think people football podcast. <laughs> and it was, it was tongue-in-cheek. It was like, oh, we're not going to stick to football, which is how I opened the first show was we got tired of people telling us to stick to, stick to football, so we started a podcast about it. And it was going to be like baseball and barbecue and music and all these other things that kind of touch football but aren't football. And then, like two episodes in, they were like, "No, we want this to be a draft podcast." <laughs> so, and we've, we've, I think we've been everything since then. We've been, we've been the non-sports been podcast, college football show, college football, NFL, NFL, NFL draft. It's like every six months it would change. Be like, "No, we want you guys to do this." Um, before we get carried away with the memories, let's talk about future plans. And as part of the uh, decision to leave Bleacher Report, I've been in communication with them a lot, not just about my future, but about the future of this company that I do love dearly. I mean, from the days of it being like 25 of us in a little bitty office in San Francisco, being in our mid 20s, playing beer pong and, and talking sports, like it's grown to this, this gigantic media company now. So like, that's something that uh, that I appreciate and respect. That even though people like you know Dave Finocchio is, is no longer with the company, Dylan McNamara is no longer with the company. The fact that those people that that brought me in ten years ago, that the people who are still there now respect me enough that on my way out, like we, this has been good. It's been amicable. And the one thing that I know that Bleacher Report would want me to tell our listeners is that they are still very much committed to covering football. And they're going to continue to do that, especially through the BR Gridiron channels on social. Uh, me leaving this company does not mean they're giving up on football I, at all. I don't believe that. I really don't. I think me leaving the company just means that I get to cover the type of football that I want to cover now. I'm 37 years old now. I started at Bleacher Report. I was 27 years old. And and I'm so much has changed, especially the, who I am, like the stories that I want to cover are just different. And that's what I told uh, you know, Sam Tolls uh, when, when I resigned was that I, I just want, I want to get back to covering the football that I love and that I know there's an audience for. And so my future plans are very fluid right now. I'll be honest. Uh, Mello knows a lot of what's been going on. I, I'm, I did this without a parachute, basically. It was just like, it's time for me to do something else. Let me announce that I'm going to uh, not seek a new contract, and then we'll kind of see what happens. Whether that means working for another media company, I don't. I have a hard time seeing that happening. Whether that means going to work for a team, that's something that does interest me very much. I'm at a point in life where that's actually feasible right now. Um, or doing something on my own, which I think anyone who's listened to the show for a long time knows. Like I am an entrepreneur at heart. I got started in this business by starting my own website. So my future plans, guys, very, very fluid uh, as, you know, kind of the next couple months round out. I'll be writing a Bleacher Report until December 21st. After that, you know, I'll kind of see what's happening. But Mello, we do radio together every day in Joplin. It's called Miked Up. It's from 2 to 4 Central every day. Uh, I've been hit or miss a lot lately because of this, but... That is where, for the time being, people can find us. And then we have a side podcast that is not very much sports-related called Two Guys Are Growing a Podcast with Paige Kuhn, who also works at BR. So for now, I'm just going to kind of enjoy not working like crazy every day for a minute. I mean, like you said, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, we host radio every day. Uh, it's local radio, but I think it has more of like a national feel to it, so people can still find us there. And one thing that I've been telling people, like, I know we built this great community with Stick to Football. 
but we did that through, I think, social media channels. Like, I know that people yeah. felt like they knew us through the podcast, and, and they started interacting with us because of the podcast. But we've built relationships and started cults with these people because <laughs> social media interaction. It would be like, oh, okay, I recognize this name uh, from Twitter. Even people that come up to us at Tailgate Tour or, or in Mobile and stuff, it'll be like, oh, okay, I recognize your Twitter name. Like, I might not know your name, but I'll recognize you from Twitter. We're still going to be there. We're still just three good interactive dudes. Like, I'm not just going to shun everybody and be like, no, you don't fucking exist anymore because I don't have stick to football. So future plans, we'll st- still be sharing opinions. Yeah. Uh, I all the time and we'll still be interacting with listeners uh it's not like you're gone forever you know we'll still be around so that's what we'll be doing at least on my part yeah i mean for me you know and i've, I've told people this uh that have asked on twitter i'm still at bleacher report um you know i i can't really dive into specifics of what the future holds i, I wish i could and, and you know we'll get there so just stick with you know you stuck with with me and and these guys for for years now, you know, just just give uh, all I could ask for is, you know, maybe a couple weeks here. Right. And just stick with us a little longer, um, you know, but like Matt and Mello, I, I do other stuff as well. Like every week, somehow I do a Jets podcast right. and <laughs> and we don't sit there. It's called Badlands. I do it with Joe Caparoso from Whistle Sports and we don't sit there and break down every week how the Jets lost. We talk about a lot of different things, the politics of the franchise. Uh, the NFL draft, you know, it has a huge uh, stick to football element to it that I that I'm grateful for that I could bring to the Jets uh, centric crowd. So Badlands, which is on Patreon, um, doing that every week, that'll never stop. I do a Mets podcast that's called That's So Mets. It, it's simply on uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you, you download your shows. And I think it's it's a pretty vital time for the Mets as they go through a sale to uh to a man that's worth $14 billion. Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. So I've really enjoyed doing that, uh, branching out to baseball because it's been the perfect balance. You know, you you cover the draft uh, really from August to two weeks after the draft, you finish grades. And I realized it's a really good time that you could could dive into baseball and, and do the whole baseball season and still do all the draft season. So I've enjoyed that. But like I said, you know, the draft is my passion. Um, you know, like Matt has said, if there's ever something that comes up down the road where I feel there's a right fit with a team, uh, I'm not going to ever be dishonest. It's something I would look into and it would, it, that something like that would, you'd see less of me on social media probably for a couple of years. Now I'm not saying that's happening. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how much a team would let me tweet as much as I love nothing more than, than being in the media and interacting with fans. Um, but right now, my plan is to to be a draft analyst, to be a host of, of a lot of different sports and and to be doing that with Bleacher Report. Yeah, I'm just trying to get hired by a team and fired. You know, I just want that guaranteed money. Like, give me <laughs> my four, give me my four or five year deals. Fire me and then I'll get back on Twitter. So and I should say that because I left this out. I, I've been covering the draft since I was 17 years old in some way or another. That's. Not going to change unless some team is dumb enough to hire me. And I mean, who knows? I Who knows? I have no idea what the next two months are going to look like. But barring that, I will be covering the draft. I will be on Twitter. Matt, like, and I want to make this clear to people because I know you feel the same. If that, you know, I'm very content in media right now and very happy at Bleacher Report. Like the opportunity with a team would have to be something very unique. Like, yes. 
me, Matt, and Mello aren't like, hey, we'll go be an intern and area scout, <laughs> like any, like a even like a college director. And I'm not saying I'm above that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the right fit with, you know, the travel and leaving family and all of those things. Like it, it has to be the right fit too, which is something that I think a lot of people don't realize because. You know, the, the people that get upset with you go, well, if you, why aren't you a real scout? And it's like, well, <laughs> they can't afford better. me. This is That's better. Why. I love this life that I live. I'm sitting in my, my apartment right now behind a microphone, you know, broadcasting to a ton of awesome listeners and hanging out with you guys and talking about football and full autonomy of what I think of players and all those things. So there's a lot of different interesting elements to it as well. Can I be the crazy guy on this show that's like, I wouldn't ever work for a team? No, that's not crazy at all. That doesn't, it doesn't fit you. No, I would never, like, I know a lot of people have even asked us before, like, why do you stick around in Joplin? Like, he's got to suck there. And everybody always talks about, like, moving, except for me. I love it here. I like doing, like, local radio. I like doing the podcast and stuff. And, like, obviously, I was a teacher for five years, so money is not going to entice me away from a job either. Like, I just <laughs> love it here. I, I'm very content doing what I am right here. So unless anybody wants to throw, a, you know, a million dollars at me, I'll listen. So if you're listening right now, you're like, you know what? How much would it take? Sliding those DMs. Let's find, <laughs> find out. Someone would find out. <laughs> Only one way to find out. So yeah, future plans as my future solidifies, let everybody know. Uh, but for the time being, we're all going to be on Twitter still. Uh, I'm still writing a Bleacher Report, so I actually have a mock draft coming out next week. So the day after the election, there will be a mock draft coming out. So whether you're happy or sad, uh, I will break your heart with this mock draft next week. Assuming the world continues, we'll see what happens. Four years ago, I called into work the next day sick, so maybe Same. I would need something to read right. the day after the election. Same. Uh, okay, let's get into some favorite moments. Uh, by the way, you guys damn near made me cry on Twitter uh, Tuesday morning, so thank you for that, because it's just all the... Like, you see people pouring their heart out about, like, no, like, what's going to happen? And it sucks. It It does. It sucks. The three of us will not be doing a show together you know, twice a week, three times a week anymore. It's not like that we're shunning each other. I think Melos used that word very well. Like You're still going to get the three of us interacting together, especially on social media. Maybe more so now because we'll probably miss actually fucking talking to each other. So favorite moments, man, it, there's so many. I, I think one of the big ones uh, for me was it, it wasn't even completely stick to football related, but it it birthed what became I think the defining aspect of stick to football and Mello, that's when me you and dead Dan went to Iowa to scout Josh Allen against the Hawkeyes opening weekend uh 2017 season and we go up there or 18 17 had to be 17 Dan was dead 17, 17 season. season sorry had to do the math in my head there and we we uber to the stadium and we got our press passes and we're so official in our little polos and we're walking to the press box and people are it's 7 a.m. and people are drinking beer, grilling, playing bags. And I look at Mello and I think we texted Connor like immediately after. And I was like, I don't want to fucking go sit in the press box. Like, I want to do this. Like, why can't we do this and then watch the game and scout Josh Allen? Like, why can't we do all these things? And that day really started the idea of what would become tailgate tour. And and also stick to football Fridays becoming a regular thing that was kind of around that time. So we can thank Iowa City for a lot of what happened here uh, or Ames. Which one is it? Iowa City. Iowa City. We can thank Iowa City. Ames was the strip club after. Never mind. We can thank that was actually Iowa Cedar Rapids. <laughs> oh, even better. We can thank Iowa City for a lot of of, of what became. So that's where I think for me it all starts is that that day of realizing 
we could be throwing tailgates and hanging out with our listeners. And I do think that after three and a half years, that is what stick to football will be remembered most for. Yeah, that was one hell of a day. Like my Twitter profile where I'm carrying the case of Natty Light and you're drinking like a Bud Heavy was from that day. And like after you're right, like walking through the parking lot being like, oh, this is really cool. We're about to go uh, scout and cover a game at Iowa. That's amazing. And then you walk through the parking lot and you're like, I don't want to go in that fucking press box. (laughs) I want to be in that parking lot drinking some beer and then watching the football game. So it definitely is kind of what sparked the tailgate tour and. And for me, that was always the best part of it, was going out on tailgate tour. Uh, And the travel sucked at times. Like, you get super busy. So it it made me sympathize with, like, musicians who are always touring. Like, it kind of sucks after a while. But at the same time, as soon as you stop doing it, it's like, I fucking miss being out there on the road. I want to get back out there, uh, you know, and hopefully we find a way that we can still do it. Like, for me, like, I don't want to give that up. It's always been the best part of stick to football and not no offense to you guys, uh, but just going out there and interacting with the listeners and and having a good time around the game of football. That's just kind of what my life is all about. So tailgate tour just kind of sum that up for me. I agree. Uh, Like, absolutely. I think when you look at it, I mean, that was when this show took a step up because I think you can't put a price on, you know, (laughs) interacting with your audience, right? Like, you know, this show was was on the air for a while when it started with me and Matt and then evolved into a, a much bigger thing when Stick to Football Friday came about. And eventually we started doing three shows a week. And it's like, oh, my God, this is I remember having to tell like my boss at the time at work because this was not my full time job. I was like, you know, this is three times a week. And like, we're not just doing this for fun. Like we have ads on this thing. Like this is like Turner. Like this is. It's a big deal. And then all of a sudden, it eventually became my full-time job, which I'm insanely grateful for. But when we got to go on the tailgate tour, like there's the personal side of it, right? Like I got to go to places that I'd never been to, right? Like, and, and I know you guys had felt the same where it's like, you know, I think of all the special places I traveled to in the span of two years. I mean, London being one, that's just insanity. Is we were there is. a year like, ago. Yeah, rub it in, We guys. were in... Yeah. Sorry, Melo. Uh, we were there. <laughs> Like, it's just... You know, I, I was laughing. Um, Matt sent me a picture this week at, when we had dinner out in uh, Palo Alto, right? <clears throat> we went out to Stanford. A bougie fucking dinner. <laughs> that was and the was first like time I'd bougie... ever been to California. I was sitting in the picture, and it's it's. I swear I'm not like this. I'm sitting in the picture with a glass of wine, and I have like a scarf around my neck that the restaurant gives you because it's chilly outside. And I'm like, well, who the hell was? Now I'm sitting here like I haven't shaved. I'm in sweats. Like it's just like who the hell were we? But I think those trips were so special because it created a loyal audience that you know we included as part of the show and was they were such as they are such a special part of this show and those trips like you said mellow holy crap there was days where i'm like man i just worked all week i gotta be at newark airport 6 a.m on friday i gotta connect because we're going to the middle of nowhere like like it's exhausting but then you get there and you open your first beer or you have your first you know whatever it is like burger and you start doing the show, and you have, like, Landon Collins came to our tailgate tour in Tuscaloosa, and, like, people are mobbing Landon Collins. Like, that kind of stuff. At the SEC Championship, where they were Sean Alexander, and it's like, this is special. And, and you know, we built that. That's what I want to, like, we built that. Like, it, 
Took some convincing at the company that this was a real thing, but we built it, and and I think it it's arguably the the most fun I've ever had in in my career. I think that's like whatever happens for the three of us in the future. If anyone asks for your resume, that's it. Like, we look at this community. Mine starts with built. Johnsonville Brats judging contest. Right, it's at the top. Like before my name, it's like yeah, I judged at Johnsonville two thousand twenty-eight. Yeah, with the professional cornhole player. Yeah. And, and then like, the I've best just... part is we didn't have a staff. Like us three would right. carry all the shit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no like, ego on this. I think a lot of our listeners recognize that from like the first time that we were in Mobile at Draft Picks till the last time we were in Mobile. It's <laughs> yes. like the first time the three of us just come rolling in carrying all of our own shit. Can't talk to anybody because we have to set it all up and then the last time it's like there's a whole fucking crew here now like yeah. what, what's going on guys uh yeah. but that was that was crazy uh favorite tailgates uh and moments from the show i saw a lot so stage football fridays it might be good if they don't exist on the internet anymore because it for the first while there was no supervision and so it was kind of like Let's push our limits. Let's see what we can get away with. No. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> it was a kid in a candy store situation, without a doubt. And so some of those episodes are just ridiculous. There were so many times we had to cut stuff because I would get a little tipsy or drunk and say something that I wasn't supposed to. And we'd be, and we didn't know how to edit at that point, so we just have to start over. <laughs> like, Mello, you can't talk about conspiracy theories like that on a show. That wasn't even so a Friday one. So. That, yeah, so uh, stick to football Fridays, uh, sitting in the old office, recording at night, drinking beers and recording. Uh, those are some of my favorite moments. Uh, yelling at each other for a solid 20 minutes about Kanye and Johnny Cash, though. I kind of forgot about that one until people brought it up on Twitter. That's the closest we've been to a fight as adults. Yeah. We need to bring that one up for because, uh, like, last week, I think somebody tweeted at us and, like, do you guys ever disagree on anything? Like, yeah, here's 20 minutes of it. And guess what? Still haven't changed my mind. Johnny Cash, overrated. Man. Uh, um, I'm just, like, <laughs> just playing everything silence. through my head. I mean, I went out there for one of those. And, yeah, I mean, what needs to be said, right? I just remember the tornado our boss. alarms going off. <laughs> And oh, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking freaky. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we almost did kill Jesse. Um, I guess that's where the thank yous could start, too. And I'm not done with memories, but I do want to make sure um, we do give a huge thank you to Jesse on this show because Jesse was someone that was always in our corner, you know, and for tailgate tour, uh, came with us on trips, really pushed this show to be a very important part of Bleacher Report. And in like a year, the amount of stuff that she got to do for us to make sure that, you know, there was, the show was just elevated to a level. It's cr like, we, us three didn't know what it's like to have somebody like that's working on the show, right? Like that in that capacity, like right. overseeing everything. And, and Jesse did such an awesome job. And, and most importantly, it just fit in with our crew. I think she grew us up a little bit, you know? Yeah, like, that too. I mean, especially the Friday show. I mean, on air. <laughs> now, did she make us retire just the tip? Yes. But it was a good idea because the show started making a lot of money after that. But um, yeah, Jesse deserves a huge thanks. Tyler Moody at Turner believed in stick to football from the first time I ever spoke to him. Before we did. Yeah. I mean, it. he was just like, what do you need? And I was like, everything. And he's like, here, 
is everything you will ever need to do a podcast. So Tyler Moody, Dan, uh, Whiskey Dan Simitovich. Well, yeah, I was going to say, say Tampa his Dan, last name. Say Tampa it. Dan Simitovich. I've, I've gotten good at names. The Not Tampa really. Tarantula. Tampa Tarantula, right? Yeah, I mean... Those three people uh, were huge. Sean McManus, uh, when we pivoted to video for that short amount of time, uh, Lakia Holmes was amazing with a lot of the the stick to football live stuff we did. So, like, if I could send beers to five people, it would be them. Yeah. Now, yeah, if I, I could kick with... five people in the balls, I have that list too. I would start with Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> for me, like, I did this show, and like, you guys have been employees at Bleacher Report. Matt, you for forever. Connor, you were a while too. So like you guys are cutting checks from Bleacher Report. I did this show for free for like a year and a half until Jesse got here and she was like, no, that's fucked up. You're not going to do this for free. I'm going to get you paid for it. And she did like two weeks after she found out I was doing it for free. She was like, no, that's fucked up. That's going to end on my watch. And it did. Like I was sitting there like throwing back beers with her and being like, yeah, that's cute. Like, you think this is going to happen? And it fucking did. So <laughs> thank you very much to her because she was definitely uh, in our corner and helped me out with that. I mean, that was huge for me. Yeah. No, she was a, a good advocate, definitely, for what we were doing. I'm not going to list the five people I'd kick in the balls, nor am I telling the Charles Haley story. I cannot oh, do it on air. I mean, I don't. No, I mean, I'm not retiring from public life. Like, don't give yeah, away my I was party trick. Say, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. I was gonna say, don't be a magician that gives away his tricks. I do think people are like, oh my god, I'm never gonna hear this guy talk again, or he's not covering the draft. I feel that way too. I just want to let people know I'm not dying. Right. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. Like, if I am, no one told me. If that's the reason, you know. I mean, yeah. No, we're we're not going anywhere. I just think there is a certain cadence of this show that won't be replicated quite simply right and i think that's what people are gonna miss definitely and i mean we all do other side projects it's hard to replicate that it is and you hope you know like i hope that the community of stickies i hope that they follow connor to badlands and that submits still think connor and the jets is a good podcast name that you should look into just because the theme song would be awesome. But like, and I hope that this audience follows us. You want to sing it, Mello? <laughs> Connor and the Jets. Still good. <laughs> Still go. good. I'll record you. Cut the it. Intro. There you go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Clip it, Nate. Let's make it happen. Uh, and I hope the audience follows us to what we're doing with Two Guys Growing a Podcast, which is just random. But yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, I want to go back to favorite memories. My favorite tailgate that we've done was LSU Alabama. And it really, like, it started for us Thursday night. We leave Joplin, start driving through Arkansas to get to Baton Rouge. And let me tell you, when you get south of Joplin and hit Arkansas, past Fayetteville, shit gets scary. Yeah. Like, real scary. Well, and you get to, like, we can't stop and get gas. Not even, like, because it's scary. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm heavy set fella. I don't get scared. It's there's no option. Right. right. There are no gas stations. There's nowhere to get food. It is just driving so we leave drive to baton rouge uh which is like a garth brooks song that's now stuck in my head that whole weekend was amazing and it started off actually terribly because there were no hotels for lsu georgia so we're staying in like i actually don't mind la quintas but we stayed in the shittiest la quinta in the world eh, i think me and connor did but <laughs> okay second yeah, shittiest. Say. <laughs> second shittiest la quinta in the world and I don't know, Mello, if you remember this. So we, Tampa Dan was like, ooh, Baton Rouge Dan that night. And he's like, we got to go out here, downtown, like on the campus. And I'm like, you understand it's Friday night before LSU Georgia and we don't have a reservation. 
Oh, it'll be fine. That's right. So we Uber to like the like the the hopping street by campus, whatever it's called down there, and get out of an Uber. Literally, one foot touches the ground, and somebody's like, "Holy shit, that's Matt Miller!" And I'm like, "This is going to be a great night." I'm like, mm-hmm. "This is awesome." Nope, you couldn't eat anywhere in that no, we city. Went that to, whole we night. went to like a popular spot, and they're like, "Yeah, the wait's going to be like three hours." It yeah. just looked at us like we were idiots, which we, we were. were. And so then we Ubered to the wrong restaurant because there were two restaurants with the same name in that city. Yes. So right. you guys had been there like two hours by the time me and yeah, I was like big country four get drinks somewhere. in by the time you guys got to dinner. So we <laughs> finally got eating. Right. Who needs that? <laughs> finally get there. Good meal. But the next morning uh, we partnered with tailgate guys and it was amazing. Like white glove service. We pulled up in an SUV loaded with beer and food. And they like took us in golf carts to our tailgate spot. They let Mello and I park illegally in a field right by our tailgate spot. That day got so out of hand. We had Jacob Hester on the podcast. We met some dude who was on The Bachelor. We played beer pong. Mello did not miss. He got drunk and ran the table playing beer pong. It, it was that was such a good day to ending up on the golf cart on Instagram Live. Just where Maddie Mills blasted. was born. Uh, buying all the sandwiches from that food truck because I needed to sober up. Taking Ruben to the wrong hotel. That's even not even Ruben. his name, but it is his name. Like that, that was my favorite tailgate. And then the Australian guy died and came back to life. Yeah, we revived right there at the tailgate. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, Wisconsin has to be the best tailgate. Here's the difference, and I think I finally figured it out. The people at Wisconsin were great because we had like the Stick to Football Hall of Fame, and it was super cool to interact with a bunch of people that we already knew. So it was cool. It was almost like a reunion. But it doesn't compare to LSU because at LSU, like, everybody was so welcoming. And, like, we were doing what we kind of told Bleacher Report we were going to, which is like, oh, this is promotion. We'll get people to listen to the show when really we're just going out getting shit-faced and interacting with people. At least that's what I did. So that's the difference for me. And, like, the guy who died, I know we talk about it, and I don't know if people remember or not. Like, they walk up, and they, he's struggling. And I believe his buddy had one shoe on. He One shoe, yeah. And then he just, like, falls over. He's passed out. And me and Matt walk up and right. Like, oh my god! Like Buddy passed out. Like let's wake him up. And it's like, oh shit! This dude's not waking up. And as soon as like that panic set in, they're like, we just had a fucking guy die at our tailgate. <laughs> we have to call nine one one. He pops up like he's Willy fucking Wonka, and then has an Australian accent. I don't even know if he was actually Australian. It was just. It's got to be like the peak moment of tailgate tour. It really does. I would agree. I think I remember like just getting fed by the tailgates around yeah. us. And like authentic Southern food. And I'm just like, this is, and mind you, I'm just like, this is just heaven at this point. This kid from New Jersey is like, you guys fry what now? You <laughs> yeah, all exactly. Of <laughs> I was like, what is this? What are we doing? Man, LSU uh, was phenomenal. It really, and the people we meet along the way, like every time, it's just so much fun going into that stadium. I just remember I was leaving the stadium and I had lost you guys. And I think I was, I was with Heisler and I'm all of a sudden on my phone. It's like NFL draft scout is live on Instagram <laughs> and I'm like, what? And mind you, I'm, I'm looking for you. And so and then, <laughs> shocking. No one's answering. And I don't even think I was trying to contact you. I was just like, oh, I wonder where Matt is. And I watched the Instagram and you're on the back of a golf cart. It's going fast, by the way. I'm like, wow, this is a fast golf cart. And you're like hanging off the back of it. Like the fucking Joker. Yeah. Yeah, like like the Joker in the cop car. And 
and all of a sudden like you're talking to people and then you go oh hey connor and i'm like trying to like get through to you and i can't and i just a- hang up the i close the instagram live oh man i lsu um i'll tell you what though the next day i was like i gotta get out of here i'm this is it was awesome we had to drive home I yeah, don't know how. and we, we dropped off Ruben at his hotel because we're very great, responsible people. And then I think we were going to go, I don't remember where we were going to go, but Heisler was like, I got directions, here you go, like pulls them up on his phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> his ass takes us right back to the bar. <laughs> like, oh shit. Not to the <laughs> we, hotel. We, we are there. back here. Okay. But that bar, Bogey's, <laughs> that we went to after the LSU game, so for some reason, I, I think I was hungry. We left the game early. And went to this bar to watch the rest of it. Every time LSU scored, the bartenders would jump up on stage and pour fireball shots in your mouth. Yeah. And then play neck. And play neck. That was a day. Wisconsin was a great tailgate. It really was. Amazed. Wisconsin's great. It's I'm, like 1A, 1B. Like, they were both up there. Like, uh, no other tailgate's even debatable. No. The Longhorn Hellraisers could have been, but it was too hot. Mm-hmm. Also, some illegal activity. Well, and it was like the first time. It was the first time we went somewhere. Yeah. That one was good. Chiefs tailgate that Mello and I threw where Patrick Mahomes' fiance Brittany Matthews came. I've never, like, we've had some big people at tailgates and, like, do shows. I've never seen a crowd swarm a person like that. Like, you would think Landon Collins in Tuscaloosa would be, like, a huge deal where he would need security and people would just swarm to him. No. It was fine. The dude just walked through, greeted people, took some pictures, was fine. People in Arrowhead flocked to Brittany. It, it's, I've never seen anything like it. And even I was like, oh, okay, who does she think well, she is? Patrick like, she was needs like, hey, she's going to need security. We yeah. were like, okay, sure. No, she definitely she did. did. I can't even imagine what it's like now. Because even at the time, like she was known, but she wasn't as known as she is now. Yeah, that's like now, a, a like, year ago. I feel sorry for them. They can't even probably go out in Kansas City at all. I mean, that was a swarm of people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, like, people literally started running towards her. And it like felt like a pop name. star. It was like the fucking Beatles just showed up, and it's Brittany Matthews walking through the Arrowhead parking lot. Must be nice. Uh, Jets tailgate Connor. Uh, I did get deathly ill the next day. I don't blame the Jets for that. Oh, that's uh, right. Bus was cool. The though. bus was very cool. The food was really good. But oh, yes. That, I got Those so guys sick I couldn't leave up. New York. Which is like that's right. a weird I was gonna place say, to isn't that the one where you got stuck in New York for a while? Because you're like, I can't fly home. I'm sick. Which right. good job for you being responsible. Thank you. Yeah. People forget Matt was the first person to have COVID. <laughs> yes, yeah. Probably was. I probably was, to be honest. Circuit 2018. Right. <laughs> I did get the flu right after SEC championship game. Maybe. Just saying. You know what? My immune system does not miss tailgate tour. I know that. You know like, it was a sneaky uh, Yeah, same. Oh man. Oh, I used to always... It's because you're on planes all the time. Planes are just gross. Uh, when we went out after TCU, that was uh, with the Moscow Mule. Oh, Giant yeah. Moscow Mule. With Dalton Miller, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. I, you know what I really like is our traditions. Like, draft picks every year at the yep. Senior Bowl. We kind of shut down draft picks in Mobile. Too deep for the Combine yep. it is always a big deal. Like, I, I really was a big fan of traditions that we had made. And, and no matter what, I'll always stop in those places for a beer on those trips now, whether right. people are there or not, just because it's, I don't know, it's just something special about all those times there. My OCD ass making us go to the same place every year kind of paid off. So. Yeah, but yeah. it worked out. Right it when I got used experience. to the schedule, 
<laughs> we'll see. It was a good experience. And hopefully we can find a way to make it work again. But I don't... I'm not... This is not a negative toward Bleacher Report at all. They were incredibly supportive. Everything we just talked about, they supported and paid for. So thank you for that. But I don't know if you guys feel this way. There's a part of me that's excited to be able to like now do things with... For me... I can do things without oversight now. Exactly. Without corporate oversight. You know, like they right. did do a good job of supporting us at the end and over things, but it will be nice to just not have to check in. Not to ask. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, when you move out, I, I said earlier, it's like when you graduate, that's what it is. It's like, Oh, I don't have to do that anymore. This is like when you move out of your parents' house and you're like, wait, I don't, I don't have to ask them anymore. If I can go do this, like, I can just go do it. Yeah. You yeah. got to buy the groceries now, but you get to pick what you want. Right, exactly, and so that part for me, I keep, I keep thinking about like, oh, I have, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. Like, huh, okay. So if there's a silver lining for me, that's definitely what it is. Um, I'm trying to think other favorite moments. Day three of the 2019 NFL draft, the three of us on the desk. Oh, that's uh, a ton of fun. The Kenny Vaccaro uh, interview in Miami where I gave him the wrong address during the Super Bowl, and he still showed up uh, to do the interview with us and was just unfiltered as could be during that interview. What about or the time we were in Indy uh, after the Combine, I think? That's where we were. And we were at the table next to like every fucking NFL head coach. Oh, Andy Reid, Sean McVay, yeah. all those guys. They were all there. I got to take a piss next to Sean McVay, and he probably thinks I'm super weird. So if I ever see him, <laughs> he'll be like, I fucking know you. I have a he has protection a order against you. <laughs> right? Oh, fuck. Yeah, he he'll definitely remember. God damn it. <laughs> guys doesn't forget anything. And then running into Cliff. Oh, we could talk about this now. Running into Cliff Kingsbury that night and being like, yo. And he's like. Draft's going to be pretty interesting, isn't it? It's like, we know yeah. what you're talking about. We know. Yeah. He was you know that we know. Like, instigate, though. Like, we were just bullshitting with him, and he just looks at us, and he's like, ah, pretty interesting draft, huh? And we're like, you sly guy, man. And we I, know what you're doing. I would like to be very honest about that situation. Like, we walked up. We, like, bump into him randomly. And you guys are talking to him, and he's, like, dropping every hint about, hey, I'm going to take Kyler Murray, going to take Kyler Murray. And I refuse to fucking talk to him. Like, <laughs> hook him horns, buddy. I'm not talking to you. I don't need Man, you in my life. Man, he's one Cliff of the Kingsbury. nicest people I've ever spoken <laughs> he really to is. in the don't NFL. Care. <laughs> <laughs> I make one exception, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Did you talk to Lincoln Riley in the elevator that, no, that time? No, fuck no. He's none lucky he didn't did. get shamed. No, none of us did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just stood yeah. there awkwardly. I'll tell you, two very different, and maybe it was just the moment we caught them in, but two very different people the way they carry themselves. Yeah. Like Cliff... You'd think you'd known him for 30 years. Yep. Lincoln kind of starting to get that Nick Saban, little rigid. you know, entourage walk. Yeah. Like, and listen, that, I get it. He's on, he was on top of college football or close to it for a little bit. Was, but was. It's just, yeah, not anymore. Uh, it's just a different, it's funny when you're around a lot. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. you know, and even the combines like that, like, like, you know, Big Red walks around and is just, We'll talk to anyone. I think McVeigh is like that. It's just funny how it works out. And then you get like Kyle Shanahan, who will kill you if you look at him. <laughs> yeah, like, but I respect it with him. 
Because I think he's just built a certain way where everything inside is an enemy. I mean, and his, <laughs> yeah. his dad was that way, too. Like, they're just an yes. intense group of people. Like you, At least that one, I think it's honest. It's not contrived. It, very genuine. Yeah. Yes, very genuine. And, and he, that's why he's great. And I'm sure he's been that way since he was 10 years old. It wasn't like, oh, right. I'm a head coach in the NFL now. I'm so important. It's like eight-year-old Kyle Shanahan was mean mugging <laughs> teachers. You With know, a flat bill. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know what? With his tiny little logo on his hat. Right? I do love that hat. If anyone wants to get me a parting gift, that would be it. No, don't give me that. Something, we could do something better than it. a tiny logo 49ers hat as a parting gift. Kind a lot of, of special the- guests on this show. Yeah. Like that. It's like you almost forget because of the last year, I don't want to say we've made the show about us, but we were almost asked to, right? Like we started yep. covering the draft so heavily with Stick to Football Live. Mm-hmm. And when we returned, we had been gone so long that we had so much to catch up on. And, you know, like we had Quincy on recently, but like really we had we had too much to do where we and especially we with two a shows of, a week, two shows a week. So, you know, the old structure was a lot of mock draft Monday, a lot of, you know, stuff in the midweek show. But then we always finished with a guest and like, man, we, we had a lot of like, you know, you have like the fun that was Luke Voigt, just an incredible guest. But then like you think of the guest list, like Todd Gurley, Darrell Revis, Jerry Rice. When Matt talked to Dion and Dion said he had a drink in a day in his life and believes in the Bible, I, whatever it was. Like, I, if you could take anyone on a deserted island, he wouldn't say anyone but Jesus. And I like right. pressed him and he would only say Jesus. I was like, what about a real person? Did you tell him that that's not an, an option? <laughs> right. Yeah. I think they had to like really trim that interview because I was just yeah, hey, not a Dion oh, fan. Oh, man. Joe Montana. Yeah, it was like four minutes when I listened to it. He should have judged thing, Noah like, so he could have built legends. him a boat and got him off that fucking island. Right. No joke. Yeah, a lot of here's one that people don't know. Uh, the day of the draft in 2018, Matt and I talked to Josh Rosen, and That's we right. never released it. It was so uh, bad. It it was <laughs> like eight minutes long, and yeah, I don't even know if it was like bad in that way. It was bad, and like you wouldn't get anything from it. Right, right. right. He said nothing. Like he wasn't like a douchebag at all. He actually, like, right. it was just, it was like doing a coach's press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason we didn't, we didn't release it wasn't like we had anything against Josh. It was that he had been drafted and it was, there was no reason to put it out there. And, you know, it was, but like a lot of people don't realize that we did have Rosen on the pod. Yeah. Um, you know, we had Josh Allen when he was still at Wyoming. We that did. was cool. I think we had Darnold uh, too. Mm, I don't think no? we had Darnold. No, no, we were supposed to. Maybe that's <laughs> what didn't. it was. And USC. Uh, that's right. That's right. USC kind of tapped into what stick to football was and was like, mm, no, we can't do this. You know, we didn't have yeah. Baker Mayfield. Never. Never had Baker. We had Patrick um, Mahomes. I mean, we're kind of leaving that one out. Yeah, we had Patrick yeah. twice. Twice. <laughs> and the Kamara. great thing about him is with Mahomes, it was like, hey, do you think you could come on the podcast like this week? And he did. He was just like middle of the week on a Wednesday. He was like, yeah, I've got time here. I'll fit you in. Like, I think he might have been in the middle of an MVP run. It was toward the end of the season. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. We were the only interview he did after the Alex Smith trade. Yep, that's true. Because he and I did it at the Super Bowl. So You know, the most proud, I think the most proud moment of the show for me, like from a serious reporter side, not like we have a blast and everything, is when we reported that Kyler was going to go number one in like January. I mean, it was the it was day so after early. the national championship game. Yeah. Cause I remember I mean, where and you and I watched the game. I remember who yes. we spoke to. 
And oh yeah, I remember what we ate. That's and weird, but... I, I'll never forget like the hole in <laughs> the, the wall place we were in. I mean, yeah. but we had connections to people that they were the only people in the world that would know at the time. And when we when we said it, people were like, "You're fucking crazy," or "You're full of shit." And then like. Every big outlet a month later was like, "Oh, I think the Cardinals are going to take Kyler Murray." <laughs> it's like you idiots. Yeah, but yeah, you don't say that was that was a big moment for the show in my eyes. Yeah, that was. I wish it had got more traction. That hey, yeah, didn't January seventh. You know, like we told you this was going to happen. Yeah, I I'm with you on that one. I don't like, man. I don't know. I don't know what my most proud moment would be, but. I mean, for me, like, I guess just the nature of my job, you always think about your misses, not your hits. So, like, you know, you know like... Uh, Same. I forget some of the best stuff. So, I did a interview. I did something this week. I don't know. I've been doing a lot of stuff. And somebody asked me about, like, who are the players that you've hit on? I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you stunned me here, bud, because no one ever asked me that. Right. They always just want to know where I missed. It's never, you know, hey, where'd, where'd you do really well at? It's always, hey, why'd you fuck up on this Patrick Mahomes guy? Did you just say Puna Ford? <laughs> I said Puna Ford, Cooper Cup, and Buda Baker. Those are three good ones, right? Those are good ones. Yeah, I like that. Um, I I don't have a whole lot else to say, guys. I don't know. Um, it's been. Right, I do fun. want to thank the Hall of Fame. Yes, it's like when you have a diehard fan. Yes, group when you have a cult like that, it's it it it's. Spe- I just never thought something like that would happen, and it's it was special. And uh, I, I those are. It's a great group uh, that I genuinely love, so uh, I do want to make sure I give them a thank you on this show. Yeah, and one last thing for me. A lot of people were calling for it on Twitter last night, so you know what? Fuck it. Let's do one more round of the stickies here. Uh, I've got a lot of them, fellas, so chime in if you have anything to add to it. Uh, The Stick to Football Forever Kid of the Year is going to Oliver and his dad, Tyler Reynolds. I guess it's forever. I don't know if we... If I do this again, I don't know. Uh, but congratulations to Oliver, an adorable little left tackle looking baby that I can't wait to hold someday. Uh, congratulations. You're the stick to football kid of the year for this shitty year of 2020. Congratulations there. Uh, a Twitter at that I can't believe we've overlooked this long and I'll take responsibility at it. Twitter at of the year, Mel Kuyper Sr. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I knew the Twitter at, yeah. but I have never given him this award. Oh, yeah. That's on me. Okay. I apologize for that one. That's a good one. I yeah. still like the dildozer. The dildozer last year was pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, I think Dan did a Dan did a Dan won it the first year. I think so. That's right. Yeah. Yep. It's a, that's a prestigious award that a lot of people don't talk about enough. Right. And Mel Kuyper Sr. It's a good one. Winning that one. That's a pretty good one. Good dude, too. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, his at is <laughs> at Mel Kuyper Sr. Uh, couple of the year. I promised this one back in January before we knew anything that was going to happen. Uh, and that's Peyton and Zach who came to Miami uh, and hung out with us for a full night of, of drinks and fun. And I was reminded that I already declared them couple of the year, which kind of sparked uh, this last round of the stickies here. That's a good one. They kept up with us for a night at Fort Lauderdale the night before the Super Bowl. If you can do that, they definitely you, outpaced you Big Country. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Which low bar, but they did. They did indeed. Oh, one last shot. Of Big <laughs> you knew I had to get one off. <laughs> you couldn't finish stick the ball without that. <laughs> I need one more humble brag, and then that, and I'm out. 
the significant other of the year. Last year, this one turned into a marriage, as you heard on our uh, show last week. But significant other of the year. I'm giving this one to Megan Whelan. Her and her husband, Chris, came to our tailgate in Dallas. And she was a trooper the whole time. I got to hang out with them all day. I absolutely love spending time with those guys. So significant other of the year going to Megan Whelan. Could you just not pick one of mine to give it to or... Well, there were so many candidates. It's like, how do we even choose anymore? <laughs> uh, next one up, listener that doesn't tweet much. Uh, I'm giving this one to Ethan Mendez. He has been at like two or three different events that we've done. He doesn't tweet a whole lot, but he he's our road dog here that I absolutely love uh, hanging out with. A little bit of a quiet guy. Like if you like, so many people have probably seen him and interacted with him at like in Austin or Dallas. And they just don't know because he just he's a quiet he's guy. He's also only 21 years old, and he, Ethan, I love you, he looks 30. I don't know if he's even 21. I, I don't know either, but I think he might have been 20. <laughs> um, but that You know what? Whatever. Who cares? I bought him some beer. Uh, Road Dog, I'm giving this one to our guy Kevin Williams. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. Uh, he came to two of our Stick to Football events last year, uh, and for one of them, he was fairly close. It was like six hours away from Tuscaloosa. And he was like, fuck it. I'm going to drive there for the meetup, and then I'll turn around and drive home. Dude 12, drove 12 hours just to come hang out with us in Tuscaloosa. So he is the road dog sticky of the year. Kevin Williams, congratulations. Uh, the Connor Rogers Best Hair Award. Uh, keeping that thing rolling. We're going with Ollie Hodgkins, a uh, guy from the College Chaps podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't know if either of you are familiar with the Afro that Ollie is growing right now, uh, but you have to check it out. Uh, I I don't think he's had a haircut since quarantine started. And one of our great UK listeners as well. Uh, Draft on drafter of the year. Antonio Riscala is a guy who this year has just really been all over the place uh, and sending us in great draft on draft questions. We really appreciate that. Uh, I think even up till the very end, he was sending them in for this week. So we appreciate that. I know you're a listener that's been with us for a while, and uh, I don't think you've got the recognition you've deserved. So now you do, sir. Pet of the year. This one was very contentious. But I'm going with Dakota Cox's dog, Penny. They almost named the dog Mellow. And if you would have done that, you would have been a shoe-in. But you did end up winning this award anyway. And as always, here on Stick to Football, we are a Fuck Cats podcast. Dogs <laughs> yes. only for this award. <laughs> Golfer of the year is going to our guy, Jake Stilwell, who drove all the way from the middle of Indiana to come golf with us and was one hell of a golfer. So Jake Stilwell, I know you got really close to winning a sticky last year. Put this one on your mantle. I'm not sending an award. It's an imaginary one, though. Uh, military sticky of the year. This guy's still active service in the military. Uh, it does a very good job of interacting with us. Garnett West, we appreciate you. We thank you for your service, uh, both in the military and interacting with us on Stick to Football. Uh, Bartender of the Year, the Dan Basil Bartender of the Year, goes to Steve Erzig for finding us in Soldier Field. That's right. We posted some pictures on social media that we were there. It wasn't like a Stick to Football tailgate. We went to see the Chiefs play at Soldier Field, and this motherfucker found us and brought us beer uh, in a sea of people. And it It, was cold. (laughs) And there were a lot of Chiefs fans, so it wasn't like, oh, look, there's a guy in red. That's probably Mello. No, he found us, walked to like the other side of the stadium, brought us some beer. We appreciate that one very much. Thank you, Steve. Again, we appreciate it. Uh, the First Lady, two more awards here, guys. The First Lady of Stick to Football this year is going to CCS Scouting because <laughs> you'll always be our bitch. 
Remember that. First lady of Stick to Football. In all seriousness, oh, no. we love you guys. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we were getting into like thank yous. We give you shit because you can handle it. Uh, so thank you. And you know what? Go check them out now. Like we don't have the podcast here anymore. Go check them out. In the last one, uh, the wow. sticky of the year, uh, the Stick to Football Hall of Fame pretty much decided this one for us. I didn't even get a say, but if I did, I would have given it to Nicole Antonio. Absolutely. Anyway, she yep. worked yes. her ass off to Easily. win this award. This year. Sending us all kinds of cool stuff, being interactive, uh, bringing her boyfriend in to even listen to the podcast, too. So those are the Stick to Football stickies for this year. Uh, I put a lot of thought into it last night, and we appreciate every one of you guys. No, that's a good list. That is a very good list, especially yeah, I have CCS no disagree- I have no disagreements. Um, you know, I, I would put Logan's dog um, in that in the mix as well for the pup. There's a lot of good pups in the stick to football brand, and, but I have I have no disagreements there at all. Nicole actually told me uh, I should start a fashion podcast, and she will force her boyfriend to subscribe. Those are the exact words that she said to me. So uh, she's great. No, that it's a good list, and it just it speaks to the community of people uh, that that got built through this podcast. So, damn. All right. Uh, well, guys, <laughs> can we like cue some like uh, "Hello Darkness"? I remember <laughs> you. Should be done, done. I don't know. I don't know how you end a show forever. No, what? How they inside the They just stopped. You want me to spoil yeah, it for you? Can we just have the screen go black like the Sopranos? That was <laughs> right? kind of my idea, where you don't know if like what happens or not. Right? Or like Mad Men, I just want to sit and meditate and think of the Coke ad, you know? A lot of good endings that we're spoiling for people here. Right? Like, I'm not doing the Seinfeld one. No. I, I thought about like mocking it up and being like, you know what? Fuck it. They get arrested at the end. I, yeah. I thought about like having big country storm in like we were getting arrested to end the show. But it's like, yeah, I'm not going to do yeah. that. It's too much energy. And then, like, announce a, a big return. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I promise this isn't a stunt, by the way. <laughs> right? People. Yeah, it's not. This is not. We're not trying to get listeners. So many people have been like, I'm just kind of waiting for, like, the April Fool's. But then I realized it's the middle of October. And right. you're probably not fucking with us here. We're not. So, so. that's it. Uh, future plans announced soon. So make sure... You're following us all on Twitter at NFL Draft Scout, at Mello, and at Connor J. Rogers. You can see what we're doing now that we're not doing this. Although, I think it's not like watching your, you know, ex get with someone new, but it kind of is like that. I don't but think you'll be happy. But you'll be happy for them instead. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nothing. Nope. One last bad analogy. So That's flat. good. That's good. So, uh, so from me uh, to Mello and Connor, uh, Mellow, I still have to work with your ass every day, uh, but I will say that uh, thank you, guys, because this uh, the past decade has been like my dream job, and while I will continue to do this, uh, doing it at this level has been uh, what I always wanted to be, and so I'm not I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep doing it, but uh, the last three and a half years, uh, you guys played a huge part in making that fun, and, and honestly, probably kept me at BR longer than. A lot of people thought I would make it there. So uh, to both of you, thank you uh, for everything, basically. Making sure I didn't die at Arrowhead that time. Um, all the things. All the breakups. <laughs> all the uh, the. Dead I have a friend. feeling I'll still be dealing with those. Yeah, so it's been, it's been one hell of a, a run, for sure. And I'm excited to see what you both do 
uh, now that you're now that you're free. So I wish you both the best. Uh, my like last thing I'll say is like to our listeners, like take care of each other, like just continue to like, I hope the example we have set is kindness and compassion and wanting to build a community of people who are, we don't have to agree on everything, but we, we look out for each other. Like that would be the thing that I want our listeners to do is just take that message and spread it in your own life. Like just let's take care of each other. Yeah. And like keep the interactions going too. Just because we don't have the podcast anymore. I love interacting with everybody on Twitter. Uh, the retired stick to football hall of fame. I joke, but I love you guys uh, and all the listeners. Uh, it was great. It's a bittersweet day um, to build something new and, and go our separate ways, but uh, we'll always have stick to football. That's exactly right. It's just the, it, it was the launch of, you know, it was like the first real exciting thing and there's many more to come, but um you know, thank you guys because, you know, thank you to both of you. Thank you to the listeners and thank you to Bleacher Report for allowing us to do this um, because this was a constant in my life for the last couple of years now. And, you know, I think that's rare to find, honestly, like you, you just don't get to, you know, things come and go, right? You know, the constants are usually, you know, your family, hopefully your friends, but you know, you move, I've moved a lot of places. Um, you know, Matt, you know, this one, like in and out of relationships, uh, you know, it's, there's just not a lot of constant wow. stick, <laughs> stick to football. I mean, <laughs> everybody knows it. Right. Yeah. One fine. last shot. Right. Uh, you know, this was consistent. It was every, you know, maybe the days change, right. You know, sometimes it, we were Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, sometimes we record Monday, Thursday, but there was days where you woke up and, the night before we all text and talk about what we're going to do and fill out a rundown and and handle the post-production of the show and and then you get to see your inbox or your mentions flood in of reactions to some crazy shit you said and the itunes reviews and and it, it's just been a blast and i can't explain how grateful i am for that because it's something that i will never take for granted and um i just want to give one last huge thank you no i think that sums it up so to all of you good luck we love you we thank you and stick with us because there's a lot more good things coming from each of us